When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Managing Director of Charts and Data Operations at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. Hello, Katie. How's it going? Hey, Keith. Not too bad about yourself. I'm swell. We are back together in the same room. Yay! After, oh, golly, a number of weeks, but we've been on Zoom together because <laughs> we've been on different continents. Yep. But it's uh, always so nice to be present with you. Yay! Lo- lovely, uh top, by the Fall way. Fall sweater. I'm going for a, like an autumnal Ooh. color scheme. Mm, uh, autumn variations. <laughs> right. Um, well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how Taylor Swift continues to lead both the Billboard 200 Albums chart and the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, how Jungkook and the late Jimmy Buffett debut in the top 10 on the Billboard 200, and how the Beatles score their 35th top 10 on the Hot 100 and first in nearly 30 years, with their much-talked-about new single, Now and Then. Also on the show, we're talking all about the nominations in the big four categories of the 2024 Grammy Awards, which were announced late last week. Plus, Dua Lipa officially launched her new era with the release of Houdini last week. What are we expecting from her next album, which is her first since the new disco smash Future Nostalgia? And the Billboard Music Awards are this weekend. This weekend! Who is the biggest finalist? Who's performing? We'll talk about all that and much more in just a second. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. All right, let's do the chart chat. First up. Taylor Swift is tops again on both the Billboard 200 Albums chart and the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, as her album 1989, Taylor's Version, holds atop the former for a second week, while her 2019 song Cruel Summer jumps back to the top on the latter. 1989, Taylor's Version earned 245,000 equivalent album units in its second week in the United States, that's down 85% compared to its humongous first week, according to Luminate. The re-recorded effort debuted at number one, of course, a week ago with 1.653 million units, marking the largest week for any album in nearly a decade since Adele's 25, launched with 3.482 million units (laughs) earned in the week ending November 25th, 2015. 
Over on the Hot 100, Swift replaces herself again at number one as Cruel Summer jumps six to one for its third total week at number one. It bumps Swift's own Is It Over Now, Taylor's version, from the vault, from number one down to number three. It is the Taylor Swift charts basically this week or almost every week. Or just 2023. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. Also on the Billboard 200, BTS's Jungkook sees his so- solo debut album Golden bow at number two, while its single Standing Next to You arrives at number five on the Hot 100. It's the third top 10 charting song from the album. Staying with the Billboard 200, the late Jimmy Buffett, who died on September 1st, collects his 14th top 10 charting album as Equal Strain on All Parts enters at number six. It was the last studio album Buffett completed during his lifetime, and the set, which includes contributions from the likes of Emmylou Harris and Paul McCartney, also debuts at number one on Billboard's Top Rock and Alternative Albums chart and the Top Rock Albums chart. There was also a really nice Jimmy Buffett tribute on the CMA Awards last week that included Kenny Chesney and, um, oh, now I'm going to forget, Alan Jackson uh, and Zach Brown Band. So it was really a a beautiful tribute. They did Margaritaville. They did, um, what's it? A Pirate Looks at 40. Is that the name of the song? Sure. Yeah, let's call it that. Um, did, it was did just, they do It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere? They did not, actually. That was the big hit with Alan Jackson. But Alan, so Alan and Zach Brown teamed up for Margaritaville. All right. And Zach had no shoes on, which was a nice little tribute. I, I, I think uh, <laughs> Alan Jackson and, and uh, Kenny Chesney are probably uh, perfect artists. I mean, and Zach Brown, too. Well, yes. they, they all kind of, well, I mean, obviously, Jimmy and Alan had the big collaboration together. And then Kenny and Zach have both kind of taken his tropical country vibe uh, to, you know, great success in the past 20, 30 uh, years. Isn't, isn't Kenny's, uh, I mean, no shoes nation? No shirts, no shoes, no, pro- no problem. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, lastly, back on the Hot 100, the Beatles are back in the top 10 for the first time since 1996 as the much-buzzed-about new single from the band, Now and Then, debuts at number 7. The track marks the 35th top 10 charting song for the Fab Four and the first since Free as a Bird peaked at number six in January of 1996. Now and then, as we've discussed on the show before, is quite the feat of technology, bringing together a demo tape of John Lennon's vocals from the late 1970s with guitar parts from George Harrison in the mid-1990s, along with newly recorded music and vocals from the two surviving Beatles, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, recorded in 2022. Now and Then is included on the just-released reissue of the Beatles' compilation album, 1967 to 1970, often referred to as the Blue Album due to its distinctive album artwork. Its companion album, 1962 to 1966, was also reissued last Friday. It's known as the Red Album because of, again, its distinctive cover. Both compilations contained freshened mixes of the songs that are contained on them and are bolstered with additional songs from their respective eras. Those albums were originally released in 1973, and both could make re-entries on the Billboard 200 next week. Hmm. 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 In their original chart runs, the 1967 to 1970 album hit number one on the Billboard 200, while 1962 to 1966 peaked at number three. I will be very interested to see. I'm assuming the Blue Album will potentially be higher on the 200 because of Now and Then then. being attached to it. Correct. Um, So it'll be interesting to see where they both end up. TBD. TBD. 
Well, on Friday, the 2024 Grammy nominations were announced, and SZA leads the pack with nine nominations, including Record and Song of the Year nods for her Hot 100 number one hit, Kill Bill, and an Album of the Year nod for her 10-week Billboard 200 chart topper, SOS. So next up were Phoebe Bridgers, Victoria Monet, and engineer-slash-mixer Serban Ganea with seven nominations. And six of Bridgers' nods um, are with the indie trio Boy Genius. Uh, and then she also had a solo mention in Best Pop Duo-slash-Group Performance for her SZA collab, Ghost in the Machine. Other six-time nominees this year include... Taylor Swift and her longtime producing partner Jack Antonoff, plus Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish, Miley Cyrus, John Batiste, and Brandy Clark. It's a it's a it's a very female fueled Grammy nomination. It absolutely this year. is, especially in the Big Four, which uh, Keith and I are going to take a closer look at now. Um, those are, of course, the album, record, and song of the year categories, plus best new artist. So, I will get us started with record of the year. Um, This one goes to the artist and to the producer, recording engineer, and or mixer and mastering engineers. Uh, Here we go. We've got John Baptiste with Worship, Boy Genius with Not Strong Enough, Miley Cyrus with Flowers, Billie Eilish with her Barbie soundtrack song, What Was I Made For, Victoria Monet's On My Mama, Olivia Rodrigo's Vampire, Taylor Swift's Antihero, and SZA's Kill Bill. So yes, as Keith said, it is, it is a ladies' year at the yeah, Grammys. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if we're only looking at the artists who recorded the songs and not the uh, sort of the producer, the behind engine, the scenes, the behind the scenes mm-hmm. uh, tech people, we literally only have John Batiste. John Batiste. Yes. Uh, to me, uh, three out of the eight nominees. By the way, they reduced the number of nominees from ten to eight this year. Uh, back to eight, wasn't back it? To, yeah, yeah. Part of me wants them to just go back to five because <laughs> this is just, it's, I don't know. Um, uh, three out of these eight don't strike me as being incredibly well known to mm. a wide population. Yes. That would be uh, John Batiste, the Boy Genius track, as well as Victoria Monet. The mm-hmm. other ones are all like universally, I think. Oh, pop mega hits. Yeah. Yes. Like even if What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish wasn't like a humongous, like, you know, uh, pop hit. Barbie and was such a pop culture. Barbie moment. was such a huge movie, and that mm-hmm. song was in that movie, mm-hmm. and everyone has seen Barbie, so everyone's already absorbed that song. Correct. Um, interesting. Interesting lineup. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of pop shop favorites up in here. I'd say. Yeah. Did Should, you... I would love you to do album of the year, please. Keith. All right. So album of the year, uh, the award goes to the artist and to the featured artist, songwriters of new material on the album, producers, recording engineers. Uh, mixers and mastering engineers credited with 20% or more playing time of the album. Good luck to the people figuring all that out. And go, Keith. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm just going to read the title and the artist. Yes. So we have World Music Radio by John Batiste, The Record by Boy Genius, Endless Summer Vacation by Miley Cyrus, Did You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey. Also, I shouldn't read that as a question because she doesn't have a question mark in her. <laughs> not even a period after a period. Boulevard. <laughs> uh, the Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monet. Guts by Olivia Rodrigo, Midnights by Taylor Swift, and SOS by SZA. So a lot of overlap between mm-hmm. record and album of the year, but not completely overlapping. Yeah, and a lot of huge names, a lot of big hit albums here too. Midnight's Guts, SOS, uh, Endless Summer Vacation, yeah. Though I, I will have to say, I will go ahead and just say, uh, John Batiste for the spoiler— because uh, he's already he's already won this. He did win it a few years ago. That was his big Grammy year, and now obviously, and if, if everyone else is going to cancel each other out, 
There you go. You're not wrong. Although I'm gunning for SZA's SOS. I actually think she kind of stands alone. Well, but then there's Janelle Monet. Oh, there's let's, overlap. Let's, You're let's right. all remember the time where we all <laughs> talked about, oh, it's going to be Beyonce and Renaissance's year. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was so Harry just, Styles. Just assume John Batiste <laughs> is going to win this. Okay, let's move to Song of the Year. Um, this is a Songwriters Award. Um, and so the first award, I'm going to name the artist, but actually... Now that I say that, uh, all these artists are also songwriters on these songs. So I can just say that they will be nominated along with their fellow songwriters. We have Lana Del Rey's A&W, Taylor Swift's Antihero, John Batiste's Butterfly, Dua Lipa's Dance the Night, also from Barbie, Miley Cyrus's Flowers, S- or SZA's Kill Bill. I was going to say SOS's Kill Bill, also true. Olivia Rodrigo's Vampire. And once again, Billie Eilish's What Was I Made For from Barbie. Again, a lot of crossover between record and song and album of the year, at least in terms of the artists and the projects. Although Paul and I had this conversation, Keith, and I think you will likely agree with us that uh, we would have expected Dance the Night in Record of the Year oh, yeah. versus Song of the Year because it's all about the production on that one. My assumption is that it was probably real close to Must the have eight. been number nine. Yeah, it must have been number nine. For on the record, record yeah. Um, so we love that song, by the way. But also, like, What Was I Made For was kind of made for the Song of the Year category. Um, whereas Dance Tonight feels way more like a production, a hit of the year versus a song of the year. So we'll see how that all shakes out. I'm going to have Keith uh, bring us home for the best new artist category. So this uh, category recognizes an artist whose eligibility year release or releases achieved a breakthrough into the public consciousness and notably impacted the musical landscape. That sounds subjective as all hell. Go ahead. I'm going to point out that Zach Bryan is yet to be nominated for Best New Artist. Yeah. Uh, all right. So also, we're not trying to, like, sort of poo-poo all of this. We know it's very no, difficult. No, we love the Grammys, we you love guys. The Grammys. That's why we're talking about Good it. Lord. All right. So here's the nominees. Gracie Abrams, Fred Again, Ice Spice, Jelly Roll, Coco Jones, Noah Kahn, Victoria Monet, and The War and Treaty. So pretty impressive uh, roundup of new artists this year. Yeah, we have a a great uh, list on Billboard.com that says just how new are the best new artists uh, nominees. Because, for instance, Jelly Roll. Let's talk about Jelly Roll. He is about to turn 39. He's 38 years old. And uh, before he was a country artist, he made hip-hop albums. Uh, And so he actually has been around. No, same name. He's been around but in a different sphere. Um, and so he's one that definitely, uh, you know, has the feeling of the Grammys like, OK, they've been this person has been making music for like a decade. Why are you just catching up right now? But he clearly had his mainstream breakthrough in this year. Like, the, I mean, the way he impacted country this year, he entered the public consciousness, as they say. In a big way in 2023. Right. So this makes sense. Right. To to most people, he is a new artist. Yes. And then, I mean, a, a lot of uh, younger people grew up with Coco Jones. She's been in Disney Channel things uh, since she was a kid. She was an actress um, and singer. But, like, this is when, you know, she made her, you know, Billboard chart impact this year for the first time and with ICU. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of examples of this. You know, being a shaky you know, ground to stand on, but like it's pretty clear that all these people had their their big year this year. It's funny. There was remember that time. Remember the time <laughs> when um, Whitney Houston was denied a Best New Artist nomination in like whatever it was, like eighty five, the same year as her debut album, because she had been on a song by another artist the previous year. 
Yes. There's a lot of examples of, of this throughout the years. So they've Clive definitely... Davis, friend of the pod, Clive yes. Davis, I believe wrote a letter to the editor at Billboard sort of decrying like how like goop, like silly that oh, was. Oh, I love that. Um, Wait, I, that, this actually brings me to a, an interesting story real quick. Okay. Uh, um, the Warren Treaty is a married couple and the woman... In the Warren Treaty, she starred alongside Lauren Hill in Sister Act 2 as like a teenager. Oh, wow. And so there's a famous scene in that movie where they're in the church and Lauren and another woman are singing His Eyes on the Sparrow. And it's this heart-rending duet. Mm -hmm. That's the woman from the Warren Treaty. So then I thought to myself, wow, that's crazy. No one would have thought watching that back in the 90s that those two women would be nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys someday. But then I realized Lauren Hill wasn't because she had been in the Fugees already. And so she was ineligible to be nominated for Best New Artist back when she obviously would have been in the late 90s. I think that rule still kind of holds, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, this is this is why anybody who like started with a boy band or like Beyonce coming out of Destiny's Child, Justin Can Timberlake coming out of uh, NSYNC. Beyonce, for best new artists, like, like we don't know who this woman is. <laughs> yeah, her, she'd already been in the public consciousness. Anyway, I thought that was a fun little fact. Um, okay, so the 2024 Grammys are set for February 4th at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. Or as some people still call it, Staples Center. As they still do. And we'll see if that Crypto.com branding holds. Next up, we've got Dua Lipa, who is officially back with her new song, Houdini, seemingly ushering in her next era of music with the release. So let's take a quick listen. I come and I go. Tell me all the ways you need me. I'm not here for long. Catch me or I go. Houdini, I come and I go. Prove you- all right, Keith, you know that Dua is a pop shop favorite. Uh, we were very excited about this new era. How are we feeling after listening to this new song? As a completely uh, independent uh, person, uh, not speaking as a charts representative. Not on behalf of Billboard. Uh, it's a banger. It is indeed. It's, it's, it is uh, like like 10 seconds in. I was going to say, you know the little teaser she was doing like a week ahead of time? Yeah. With that little bit of the production, I was like, oh God, this is going to be so good. And it is. And I was like, oh, I don't want to set my sights, like my, my expectations too high because what, you know, what, and immediately, like just like, like. Ten, like 10 seconds in, you're like, oh, I'm sold. And then I'm like, oh, it just keeps getting better. Oh, I this know. is great. And and it's it's just the right length. It's not too long. It's not too short. It's just. And I, I'm, I'm of course, we've got the disco. We got the dance floor still, but it doesn't sound like future nostalgia. It's different, even though it is it's not abandoning that vibe. No, the the uh, the kind of the rubbery bass line, the, beep, 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 the sort of the, the squishy, squiggly, daft, punky mm-hmm. electronic bit. It's more modern. It's more modern, but mm-hmm. it's also, I think, a direct reference to future nostalgia and specifically Don't Start Now, where there's a, there's a similar rubbery beat. And I think it's very smart of her to ease people into the new era mm-hmm. with a taste of the last era, but also pushing it forward. Yeah, because, you know, future nostalgia was new for her, honestly. Like, if you listen to her first album, like, obviously, New Rules was, you know, dancey, but not to the extent of future nostalgia. So I like that she kept, like, a piece of future nostalgia but also sounds completely new. Yeah. So I'm real into it. Um, Keith, we get to go to a thing tonight. We can say that, right? I mean, if... <laughs> yeah, because this is going to go up tonight, right? 
fine. Yeah, but is it, it fine? If, if you're listening to this, we might be at some sort of event with yeah, we Dua might, Lipa. We might already be with Dua right now. I don't think we are actually going to be with her in any capacity. You know, let's be honest. She'll be somewhere we'll on, be on the premises. We'll be sharing air with Dua Lipa. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were super excited for this this new Dua. So happy to have you back. On our on our airwaves, do a a mention of the video as well. It's it's a full on sort of a dance party. It's mm-hmm. it's all very focused on dance movement, um, and some sleight of hand, mm-hmm. uh, 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 visual effects, multiple duas. Uh, you know, a, a, a quick edit, a quick flash of light. Was she there? Was she not? <laughs> you know, it's don't all, forget the red hair too. The red hair marking the brand new era with red hair. I love the fact that the video itself is. Is all about you know uh, quickness. Uh, you got to move quick. You know maybe she won't be there. The the, the night's going to end. You know the part. The you know you got to move quickly. Take your opportunity. And also it references the fact that it's also the title of the song is Houdini, spelled like the Houdini of the illusionist Houdini. So uh, it all and like because there's moments in the video where like there's an illusion. Sometimes she appears, sometimes she disappears. I'm like, it's all kind of like interwoven amongst itself. Yes. Yeah. Yay. Yay, Yay. Dua. Yay, Dua. So finally, the Billboard Music Awards are this weekend. On Sunday, November 19th, uh, Taylor Swift leads all finalists with 20 nods. She's already the top female Billboard Music Awards winner of all time with 29 wins. I said female, right? With 29 wins. But she has a chance to surpass Drake as the win- biggest winner overall um, if she can leave the night with at least six prizes. Now, of course, that's assuming that Drake doesn't win any new hardware on Sunday either, as he's a finalist for 14 more this year, too. So looking beyond Taylor Swift, we have Morgan Wallen and SZA, who have 17 entries each, followed by The Weeknd with 16, Drake and Zach Bryan with 14, Luke Combs with 10, 21 Savage, Metro Boomin, and Miley Cyrus with 9, Beyonce and Rema with 7, Bad Bunny and Peso Pluma with 6, and Ariana Grande, David Guetta, Esteban Armado, Carol G, New Jeans, and Selena Gomez with 5 apiece. Now, a lot of those names I just mentioned are also our performers for the night. So we have, there's still some announcements on the way, by the way. So this is what we know so far. As of Tuesday. As of Tuesday, we know that Morgan Wallen, Stray Kids, Carol G, New Jeans, Peso Pluma, and BB Rexa and David Guetta will all perform on Sunday's show. That's a pretty cool lineup. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And we still got more to come. I um, You can watch the show at bbmas.watch or tune into Billboard Music Awards social channels. And there's actually going to be a full schedule for Sunday that will be released ahead of the show. So if you're looking to tune in for a specific performance specific moment, you can uh, consult that schedule to see when you need to tune in. It's a very, it's a new, fresh award show concept. Honestly, we don't even know what to expect. So like, we'll all be watching on Sunday to see. Okay. What time on Sunday? I don't know yet. The schedule will be out, I think Thursday or Friday. Okay. So wait till the end of the week to find out this. I mean, in this schedule, like I said, it will actually have like I believe performer slots. Oh. That you can so tune this, in. This might be a day long thing. It's going to be uh, not unlike I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast, but you know when like Global Citizen did like their at home festival kind of thing, and it was like Billie Eilish is at noon, and and uh, Camila huh. Cabello and Shawn Mendes are at two thirty. It's like if you are interested in just tuning in for. One specific performer, you have that option. If you'd like to see it all roll out, 
you can tune in over a period of time on Sunday. Interesting. Time TBD. Actually, it's to be announced, not to be determined. Someone knows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what an interesting. This, this is a whole new a whole new way to present an award show. Yes. And so what we do know is Sunday. Sunday is the day to tune in. All right. Well, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Well, this week, we've talked about Dua Lipa's Houdini, which, of course, references the last name of Harry Houdini, the famed escape artist and illusionist who died in 1926. But Katie, are you familiar with the hip-hop group named Houdini? Yes. Spelled W-H-O-D-I-N-I. Yes. The act charted a dozen hits on Billboard's now-named Hot R&B Hip-Hop Songs chart, starting with Magic Wand in 1982, and last charted in 1996 with Keep Running Back. In that span of time, the act notched top 40 charting hits such as Funky Beat, One Love, Freaks Come Out at Night, and the double-sided hit Friends, Five Minutes of Funk. Friends. How many of us have them? <laughs> Friends. Ones we can depend on. Friends. Before we go any further, be friends. Um, also, Freaks Come Out at Night is like Stone the Cold Jam. The minute you said the title, I wanted the to start singing. Out at night. Freaks Come Out. The Freaks Come Out at Night. The freaks Come Out. At, the Freaks Come Out. Um, all right, so the latter, Friends, Five Minutes of Funk, the, marked the group's highest charting hit on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart, reaching number four in December of 1984. It also became their only chart hit on the all-genre Billboard Hot 100, peaking at number 87 the next month. So... There's a little chart stat of the week, a little who's who of Houdini's on the Billboard charts. (laughs) All right, we reached the end of our big show. Uh, any parting words? Feels like a real like magic theme. It feels like we should go out on some sort of like Magic Man or Abracadabra by Steve Miller Band, or <laughs> Magic by the Cars, or Rude by Magic. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Magic. Uh, I don't know. Oh my gosh, I really love Magic. Heart. Can Stick we uh, can by we do? <laughs> I'm going Heart Magic Man classic. We'll go with that, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.